weekend going wrong, man. Uh, it didn't work out any way, shape, or form. LSU, Saints, it was a disastrous weekend, man, but we, we lived to fight another day, y'all. Um, you know, we, we always talk a little something in the beginning. We talk some munchies. We talk some stock tips, whatever, sometimes, but man, I, look, dude, we got, we got to talk about a, a terrible weekend of football, man. I mean, this went the exact opposite of the way we wanted, guys. Um, LSU was torched by Mississippi State. I mean, they made Costello look like a, a bona fide Heisman candidate. The defense was just bad. Um, the Saints, man, you know, in prime time, it looked like a game that they were going to have. Some things went wrong late. Oh, man, where do we begin, y'all? I mean, there's so much to talk about with this Saints-Packers game that dropped us to 1-2 on the season. But, uh, man, we're going to get to that. We're going to do a little preview uh, next game. we got a game coming up with the Detroit Lions. We've got a lot of stuff going on this week, man, sports. We've got the NBA Finals starting. The Lakers and the Heat are going to go at it. we got MLB playoffs started today. I mean, this is one of the busiest sports weeks I've ever seen in my life, man. I mean, COVID-19 hasn't been pleasant at all, but it's been a terrible run here in 2020. But we can celebrate this sports week, man. That's one thing we could be proud of. Um. How you guys doing over there? Everything's working out good. Uh, Everything's good. I'm still doing Sorry, man. over here. It's uh, September 29th, 2020. Just in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> Pancho would be proud of that. Um, how we? Uh, so we uh, we thumbs up in or what? We we're, we're good in there. Good sound. Hey. I think uh, we got some stuff to talk about, man. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about this past game. I know, Sol, you wanted to make a, a bit of an announcement, huh? Well, yeah. Um, I just want to say that uh, the last time uh, we, we got Detroit coming up this week, and uh, the last time I was out there, I was out there with game time, and we had a great time out there. Even though we lost, um, one of the, the, the highlights of that trip, we will we – will, we stayed on the same floor in the hotel as Tom Benson and his wife. What? Oh, and man. And we were coming out to the elevator to go to the game. And who rolled out right <laughs> when we were coming out of our room was Tom Benson and his wife. And we took a picture, man, that I'm going to keep forever. You know? Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, it, nope. it, it was all. Uh, I had an awesome time out there, man. I just hate that we lost the game. You know, right. that, that was the. Uh, <laughs> That was the, the kicker right there, man. We lost, I, you know. 
But hey, so Detroit was a pretty fun fun town, huh, man? Lots man, of girls. Man, me, 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 game time. A dude named uh, Jordan. Uh, we had a great time out there, man. And, Would that be uh, Michael? The the uh, <laughs> the the Detroit fans were mm. were cool as a fan, man. That's they, awesome. They, they, they uh, the hospitality was great. We didn't have any problems or anything, man. I just want to give a shout out to those guys, man. The, uh, the Motor City uh, guys, um, uh, Ben Afrotime Broman, uh, Ron Crackman, Cracciola. Uh, we got George Tail out there. Um, uh, we got the Tub Gators. It's something that they do. They have a hot tub out there on game day. What? Wait, they yeah. got hot tubs out there? Oh, man. Hey, yeah. hey got, so yeah. now what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about getting in the hot tub. Automatic and the water's warm. I right. Mean, so hey, know, it but, can get uh, pretty yeah. chilly in northern Michigan, man. It can get pretty cold in those October, November, and oh, uh, yeah, December games. I know if Dave gets in that hot tub, it's like automatic divorce. I love the motor city, man. And look, <laughs> we didn't have a time. A time to go. The reason why they call me Soul is because I like old music. So the Motown oh, Museum, go. I'm gonna make sure I do that this time. Yes. And the Henry Ford Museum. Hey, great history, man. So you got a good point, man. That's a place that's got a ton of history, man. Detroit really bounced back. Well, man, I had a friend that lived in the Detroit area. They went through some, you know, tough times many years back in the auto industry. But I've, I've heard Detroit is on the rise, man. I heard it's it's getting oh, better yeah. than ever, man. Um, yeah. and I mean, like, dude, I, I was joking with you about Detroit style pizza, which I didn't even know existed with a uh -huh. caramelized crust, man. It's like a square pizza, but dude, I heard Detroit pizza is like something to talk about, man. And they got the hot dogs down there too. They got the Detroit dogs down yeah. there, uh, downtown at the two famous locations that go right at each other or whatever. It's like the two competitors that's right in the same block that supposedly had the best, like chili dog you'll ever eat in your life. Yeah. Right? But man, I I'd love to go, man. Like you said, there's museums, man. The history of Detroit, man. You're right there by Canada, too. I mean, it's got to be cool to experience that, man. I, I love to travel like that, and that would be a place I would definitely like to check out, man. Yeah, I, I talked to um, I talked to the Afro man, um, and he told me that we can't go into Canada. They're not letting nobody in there because of the corona. Wow. But it's beautiful. You know, we stayed yeah. we were in a hotel right there by the water, so we was able to see. You know, it's not – it's like the Mississippi River, the distance. Right. That's so what they say, see, like right the over the uh, Yeah, it's like right over the bridge, huh? Right. Well, hey man, that's that's cool, man. I, I I'd love to experience that one day, man. I I'd like to go check that out for sure, man. Hey, look, you know, we had uh, we, hopefully we have a little bit of time with the, uh, with that NFC North opponent cuz uh man, the Packers, let's be real, man. Aaron Rodgers was pretty darn tough, man. He they were pretty good the other night, man. Uh uh, what, what did you see, man, with that game? I mean, I know what happened with the fumble. We all knew, you know, it was unfortunate, man. Taysom, we love him. He's done so much for his team the last couple of years. The fumble was at an inopportune time. But is there something that in that game that really stood out to either one of y'all that, that really just was a big reason why we lost this thing? I mean, let's be real. It doesn't come down to just one player or one, you know, one play. I mean, there's got to be some other reasons involved. Here. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. When we – the momentum was on our side when we stopped them on fourth down. Right. Okay. So I would go with 100% safe plays. I would have kept Drew in there. Drew had been yeah. doing good up to that point. Yeah. You know, I would have ran yeah. the ball straight at him. That's what we were doing that was good. We was getting positive yards, running straight at him. 
Kamara yeah. was acting a beast, you yeah. know, and yeah. nothing, nothing against Taysom, but we put right. Taysom in there. I think maybe at the teams wrong are starting time. to be onto it. I mean, so don't aren't teams look like they know what's coming right there? I mean, I mean Sean Baker's got to change it up a little bit. They have to know what's coming because every yeah. single time he's out there, it's been a run call. There's not yeah. been a pass, uh, you know, uh, thrown. I don't think by him all season. Right. No, I mean, he threw. We threw the pass to Kamara, the uh, the one that uh, kind of cinched the first week downfield. But that was late in the game. That was that uh, lateral. Yeah. You know, but no, when he lines up on the center, you're right. See, there's always just the run. That's that's been the only thing that's been happening. And yeah, I think Sean Payton's got to change it up for this play to be successful. Defenses know what's coming. That's what I yeah. understand. Breeze yeah. is not stretching the field, so let him come in for a play or two and just throw bro, it deep. Just to that's keep the defense honest. Bro. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. let, let him be scared to taste him in three ways. He's gonna yeah. give it to the running back, and he's gonna he's gonna keep it, or he's gonna throw it. Yeah, you know, that way they don't know what's coming. Exactly. Know? I mean, and dude, you made a good point, Soul, because man, Kamara. Look, I, I think, man, we joke about our buddy Poncho and who that pod. I don't think there's any arguing about Kamara. That play that he made on that pass in the first half that should have that should have been like a no game, but he he basically juked off the whole defense. I mean, dude, that was one of the best runs after a catch I've seen in my life, dude. That's a highlight. I mean, Kamara highlight. is playing out of his mind. He's the best running back in the league right now. I think. I'm telling you, I'm I'm not betting against that dude. Yep. Well, hey, with with with, my, with, my, with um uh Saquon Barkley out and Christian McCaffrey out right now, he's number one. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. See what my, you think, man. My thing is, my thing is uh, my thing is um, out of ten out of ten touches that uh that uh, Taysom Hills had this year, one's been a pass. Yeah, uh, it's kind of field knows what's going on. Everybody at home knows what's going on. Uh, yeah. and we have a Mr. Cedric says that uh that the Saints are a trash ass racist ass team. <laughs> wow. it, it's it's what? very uh, it's very out there. Uh, Mr. Cedric, can you I, care to elaborate? Yeah, I, I don't know where we're going. Well, hey, what would Buddy D have said? Yeah, right, exactly, man. Hey, so let me ask you this, man. You know, it's funny because, man, this world is so crazy and unfortunately divided, man, in 2020. But, man, like you said, you know what the beauty – I watch a lot of old games sometimes when it comes on the classic channels and whatnot. And it was great when guys like Buddy D were around, man, because we didn't worry about all this extra noise outside of football. We worried about football, and that was it. Like, Buddy D would not tolerate all this extra, you know, stuff. He wouldn't yeah, want he, to hear about this or that. He called them squirrels, bro. They were squirrels. He called them squirrels. Yep. That's what they Buddy D was, hey, man, don't never be another Buddy D. You're right. So, man, I mean, one of the best ever, man. He was amazing. His post-game interviews after a loss was, like, golden, man. And you obviously wanted the Saints to win every week. But when you lost, you almost were, you made sure you listened to what he had to say after the game, you know. Um, but, look, man, I, you know what I think is happening, man, with this team right now? I agree, so I think there was a momentum killer for sure. It was very unfortunate because Taysom, man, you know that dude was feeling. You could see it on a sideline. I mean, he felt that fumble, man. I mean, that that guy plays every down like it's his last. And I mean, I think that that you know that, that got to him. And but to me, the thing I have the biggest issue with these last two games is our defense, man. What is happening? We've allowed like seventy points over two weeks. We let Ooh. Alan Lazard go off for one hundred and forty-six yards receiving. 
I mean, dude, we did a pretty decent job against Aaron Jones. But their tight ends, once again, they didn't have Darren Waller, but it was Jay Sternberger, the Tanyan guy, who I don't even know his first name offhand. But, dude, they, you know their tight ends combined for like nine catches over 100 yards? What is happening with this? Because we've been great against tight ends the last couple of years, but we can't cover tight ends now. We're letting Alan Lazar look like Devontae Adams. What's going on with the defense? Man, that, hey, look, I was so sick. It was like it was like a, a PlayStation game playing Madden. I mean, they'll do that play action and, and have everybody going left and the, and, the, and the tight ends coming right. You couldn't right. have one man. I mean, they did that like four times, bro. It, look, I mean, that's what I'm saying. This is why I have a – I mean, look, dude, I don't, I'm not mad at Dennis Allen every week, I promise, because I think he has some really good weeks. But these last it. two games, man, what – look, I saw better individual efforts this week. So, same thing. See, I know we talked about – Malcolm Jenkins didn't have a good game before. I think Jenkins redeemed himself this past week. Oh, I think probably the best defensive player out there. His name. Yeah. He was in. He was in the middle of everything on uh, yeah. on Sunday night. I mean, you, you really noticed what he was doing. I mean, he was uh, yeah. you know strong against the run and uh, you know strong in the backfield. But I mean, just guys running free just reminds me of the Saints defense from you know what three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Guys didn't even know their assignment. And guys just want running wide open, running right right past guys who have no idea what the other guy, you know, what their defensive assignment is. Right. Um, it looks like miscommunication. It does. Like the Lazard play where he went downfield early in the game. Remember when Aaron Rodgers just sat back there and just flipped it up like a moonshot downfield to Lazard? PJ Williams was on him right there. Look, and I've got no offense to PJ Williams, but where's why is Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins, not man covering Allen freaking Lazard? Why are you trusting a safety on these zones? Dennis Allen needs to get back to the basics. You have such a talented defense. You don't have to get overly cute with these zones. You know what I'm saying? I understand you can't blitz and play man-to-man every play. you got to mix it up. But it seems like every time he tries to get too cute, that's when the, the opposition, like you said, so they're going one way, we're going another. Or, you know, a guy streaking downfield against a, a mismatch. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you another thing that's, uh, that, that's hurting this team right now. Uh, it's it's the combination of a few things. Marcus Davenport has missed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, desperately need a Marcus Davenport to get back. Uh, Cam Jordan hasn't done much this whole year, and uh, looks like the second best corner on the team right now. Janoris Jenkins. I trust Janoris yeah. Jenkins in the coverage a lot more than Lattimore. Lattimore looks like he's not ready. He's not ready to play uh, thus far. I think I so. Happy with either one of those guys played, Janoris or Lattimore. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Janoris had a pass interference in the end zone. It was on a free play, but they too right. touchy. I mean, they got to go for the ball. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got to go stop grabbing and touching and pulling it. You know, you got to <laughs> look for the ball. You got to make a play of the ball. Skills. So. You're supposed to have yeah. running back skills. And see, and, and, you know, speaking of that, I'm glad you made a point about the pass interference because a lot of fans were really upset. And don't get me wrong, there were some really crappy calls. The, the Jenkins thing we obviously saw, that wasn't a horse collar. I didn't like the neutral zone things. I thought Drew Brees got the defender to come off sides because he jumped a full foot. I think he was in the zone before Armstead flinched. Um, I thought the Taysom Hill uh, pass interference was bogus. Even uh, Terry McCullough ended up saying that because it was within the short range. He was allowed to start blocking at that point because it was so close to the line of scrimmage. So there were some bad calls that went against the Saints. But like you said, there were some stupid penalties. JT Gray picked up one on special teams that shouldn't have happened. We're going out of bounds. That cost us 15 yards. Like you said, Janoris Jenkins, way too handsy in the end zone. You got to try to play the ball. I mean, 
they, they got to clean up these penalties. The penalties and just the, the lack of communication on defense, they, he needs to simplify that defense right now. He needs to go Greg Williams, blitz guys, man cover. Because you've got the talent, dude. This is a super talented defense. You don't I have mean, to try to get overly creative. The, the guys are not disciplined. The, look, right. look, look at Demario Davis, bro. Yeah. He jumped off sides. Come on, bro. You're a veteran. Watch <laughs> the ball. They teach you that in peewee ball. Wait till and the you ball don't see moves. that with Demario. And when, Wait and till so, the ball and moves. Yeah. I mean, and this guy's been one of the best linebackers in football. You rarely see Demario. And, you know, they say that Aaron Rodgers, you know, you talk about the crowd noise, not having the crowd. Aaron Rodgers has that good hard count like Breeze. I tell you, man, I, I, I don't want to say ifs and all that stuff, but I think if the crowd was there, that's a game we'd probably win. I really believe that. I think the, the, the communication would have been different. Prime time, you're giving us all day to drink and get in the dome and get crazy. I think that's a win if the crowd's there. I really do. I think the crowd, not having a crowd there certainly affected us right there. Um, but we still, you know, we didn't play. We, we, we had to play a complete game. We need, Like we did week one. I thought even though the offense was a little vanilla in week one and we didn't really get the, the best uh, efficiency out of the run game and Breeze was kind of vanilla – it was more of a complete game. It was a more fundamental game. That's all this team needs to do with the talent that they have. They don't have to try to go out and rewrite, you know, reinvent the wheel or anything like that. But what do you guys think, man, around the league? Let me ask you all this. Anything really shocked you all so far around the league? I mean, Minnesota being 0-3 is a little surprising, man. Is there anything to me that, that, that really surprises you all? I mean, to me, like I said, it's Minnesota. But any, anybody surprising you all right now in the NFL? I tell you one thing that surprised me. Um, I've heard today they might have a couple of games uh, postponed this weekend because the Titans have three players that tested yes. positive, and that, yeah. that's scary because they played the Vikings. So the Vikings shut down their stuff today. Um, yeah. I, I hope this isn't a a, a chain reaction to right. where you know the whole league shuts down. Man, that'd be terrible. So but, that's a good point. Yeah, great point. It's been the elephant in the room, you know, since the season started. I mean, the the league, uh, you know, supposedly has done a real good job. Uh, you know, I, I think there's still some whispers that, you know, some some uh, results have been canned so far uh, and, and, and been hushed. But, you know, there's no, you know, uh, tangible evidence on that. But, uh, yeah, to see a, a team go down, you know, three guys so far, um, you know, not three – you know, starters are well-known guys, but three guys that are definitely in that locker room. Yeah, yeah, is is is, is very terrifying, and, and and the NFL is not a not a sport that that lends itself to rescheduling. No, so, good I point. Mean, you know, one uh, guy from the Falcons tested positive. Really? See that? And I didn't, I wasn't even aware of that. That's crazy, man. That's uh, I know good tested positive for being shitty. <laughs> Hey, how's Dan, Dan Quinn is very lucky he has a, he's employed right now. I mean, who's that lucky? He has, he has some incriminating evidence on uh, on the owner, the the the, the head honcho at, at Home Depot. Because he must, man. He's fired right now. I don't know what he's got against Home Depot, but something's going on. Because man, I don't know. I watched that game real quick with the Atlanta game. I don't know if you guys checked out that game, but it was five minutes or so left. They're up 10 points, and they come out throwing two freaking pass plays. Listen, man, I'm not saying I could be, you know, Bill Belichick if I coach the NFL team, but I know damn sure with five minutes left and I got a 10-point lead in the ball, I'm running the ball in the first two downs, and I'm either getting their timeouts or I'm running like almost two minutes off the clock. I am not sitting there throwing on first and second down. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I don't know what – the game management was so terrible in the fourth quarter for the second consecutive week for that team. Uh, Atlanta's done. They're, they're, they're finished. I don't care. I know it's only three games in. You can't come and, back from what they've done. Hey, this, this offense is probably a top five offense through the first three weeks, and yeah. they, they don't have a win. You no. know what I'm saying? So it, that's what I'm saying. got all kind of yeah. yards, passing yards, you know, and, and, and don't have a win. That's crazy. Yeah, Calvin Ridley had a wonderful game. I mean, Matt Ryan looked great before the fourth quarter. At least said Ridley has been outstanding. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's demoralizing for a team to go through that. It's not the points that they score. It's the way they're losing. Right. Know, giving up, you know, right. three-score leads back-to-back uh, -back weeks. Um I, I don't, you know, watching that that Dallas game, Dallas did about just about everything you could do wrong. They had, I, I believe, like four turnovers in the first quarter. Exactly. I mean, they gave <laughs> the ball away. You know, they, they were fumbling, stumbling, bumbling. Uh, and, and Atlanta got out to a huge lead. Um, yeah. How you going to hold on to that? I, I, I won't know. And, and that onside kick, I mean, if I was the owner, everybody would have been fired right after the onside <laughs> kick. Hey. The team just watched the ball go by like, are those guys? Do those guys have money on this game? I mean, <laughs> it, 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 hey it fellas, I want to bring something body. up before it, it before I forget it out of my mind. I want to bring something up about this game we got coming up this week. You got right. one guy on that Detroit team that has a chip on his shoulder against the Saints. Y'all know who that is, and he's the starting running back. Yeah, so how you think he's gonna man. play against the Saints? Hey, he's been I playing. I think he's, he's ageless, man. He always seems to produce decently, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, AP. I look, I talked to one of their Detroit uh, super fans, and he said, "Well, AP is the man." Then we got um, what's the other guy's name? Um, oh, Carry on um, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, Carry on Johnson. But yeah, I'm sure AP gonna tell that coach, "Hey, let win. me run up, run the ball up their ass." You know? Yeah, and that's the thing. They haven't even been. They're two running backs that used high picks on the last couple of years with DeAndre Swift out of Georgia and Carryon Johnson out of Auburn. You know, two uh, SEC guys, and, and they're not even giving the ball. They're going to Adrian Peterson. I mean, I will say I don't that understand it, but well. he seems to be still playing at a decent level. Then, what you the say, Toronto? The one thing the Saints do well, and you know, kind of plays perfectly into the Saints' hand with the. Uh, with Adrian Peterson, they're very even. Even as shitty as on defense as they played, they they're re really stout against the run. Yeah, uh, I doubt, I doubt uh, Adrian Peterson does much of anything. What they need to do is get the ball into DeAndre Swift's uh, hands and let him create something in space. Don't tell him, Sirocco. Don't tell him they they on. We got, uh, we, got, we, got, we got Detroit <laughs> Super fans on the line right now. They watch yeah, man. Right? Yeah, I mean, Matt Patricia's looking for any edges. Run AP. Run AP. Run AP. Yeah. The good thing is Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia, he had on Johnson averaging like almost six yards a clip and instead gave 150 carries to LeGarrette Blunt in his 1.8 yards per carry a couple years ago. So Matt is, you know, right there in Quinn level, you know, with with incriminating photos of the owner because – He's another coach that that brings zero to the to the team, and we can give him all the good ideas we, we want. He he wants to he wants to give the ball to the to the forty year old uh, running back, and that's what he's going to do. Yeah, I think he's killed Matt Stafford. I mean, Matthew Stafford to me was a guy who was almost on the cusp of being like a top you know top six or seven quarterback, and I mean, I think Matt Patricia's just like just taking his guy's legs from under him. I mean, you know, Stafford has. 
you know, Hawkinson. He's got, you know, Kenny Galladay. There's some decent targets there, Marvin Jones. I mean, his offense has got some pieces besides the running backs. And, I mean, Matthew Stafford, I, if, I'm, if I'm a coach, I'm letting him gunsling a little bit because I think that's his game. I think as long as you put a good defense with that guy, you have a, a balance in a running game. But let Matthew Stafford be himself. It seems like Matt Patricia's really kind of taken away from that for some reason. And, and it's What's just up, not Donald working. Parker, Jr. What's up, man? Hey, I, I tell you, they got a really good young corner, though, you know, from Ohio State. I mean, what else is new? A good corner from Ohio State. But Jeff Okuda, I mean, he, that guy can play, man. He's a guy that's going to be very fun to watch um, on that defense. But, man, let's be real. The Saints have to execute in this game. I mean, I, you know, you can't have the turnovers. You, you got to run the ball. Alvin Kamara has to see more than six rushes. I mean, I know they kind of got him as this de facto receiver guy with, you know, with Michael Thomas out. But I'm going to tell you this, man. I like what I saw from Emmanuel Sanders, and I like what I saw from Traquan Smith the previous week. Alvin could be, he could be a receiver at times, no doubt. But Alvin Kamara needs more than six freaking carries. I mean, this guy is not getting nowhere near. He needs to get 15 to 18 carries in his ball game. I mean, him and Murray can really – like, so you made a good point. You had the momentum go right at their defense. Their defense was tired. Drew was picking up steam. Sean got a little too cute. You know, unfortunately, Taysom fumbled. But, I mean, the running game, keep with the running game, man. You can set up play action. I mean, Drew Brees is nasty in the play action. Why not – look, run – it's like Sean Payton, if he's running too much, it's like he's like a crackhead. He's itching for, you know, that 5 o'clock crack giveaway or something. He just wants to throw the ball and do something crazy. Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara. They're amazing right now. Alvin Kamara catches uh, an extension of the run game, in my opinion. They are. They Uh, are. As long as it's done right. As long as it's done right, you're not setting them up, you know, where the play breaks down and there's two defenders sitting on them. But yeah, they're giving him the ball in space. They're giving him the ball in space. That's where he's dangerous, in space. Right. Quick throws in space. Quick throws in space. Not that play where you look downfield and you check it down to him when two defenders are sitting on him. You know what I mean? But like you said, saying, he's not a good space. inside runner because Alvin Kamara can take it between the tackles too. Yes, you know, I just absolutely. hate to see him in there like that. You know, I be absolutely. thinking injury, and you know, I mean that. It, I don't like it like that. I, I like to use yeah. Latavius for the yeah. downfield yeah. stuff. And, and, right. it's, and it seems like. Uh, right. Sean Payton doesn't like him in between the tackles either. He's, he's, I guess he's seen too much. So, you know, he, he wants to keep his, his guy healthy. Um, I think the, the biggest thing is, um, you know, when Latavius comes on the field, he, he'll get you that, you know, four to six yards. But yeah. everybody in the stadium knows what's going what's gonna to happen. And it kind of right. takes away your versatility when he's on the field. That, that's the one thing I, I get nervous about with, with Latavius because he's – he, he he offers very little in the in the passing game, like uh, yeah. Mark Ingram. But uh, uh, well, I like when they put when they yeah. have Alvin and Latavius on the field. They'll put Alvin in the slot or something right. like that. Have Latavius in the backfield. You know right. that way, if he play action with Latavius, he's got right. Kamara as a receiver. Latavius yeah. probably could take a screen or whatever. You know, so I mean, he just got to be creative like he's been. I don't know what's wrong yeah. with play calling lately. I'll right. I, I tell you what I did love about this game, uh, you know, and it wasn't even uh, Alvin Kamara's, uh, you know, amazing play. It was seeing Eric McCoy run all the way downfield. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> guys left and right. And I think that's a preview of what we can expect from this Saints team, you know, when yeah. you get outside plays going uh, between uh, McCoy, uh, Ruiz, you got these super athletic yeah. guys. 
that are gonna Ron Armstead, oh man, and you got uh, you know Traquan can can really block uh, in his yeah, own. Yeah, he was pretty quick moving down that sideline. Dude, Stumbling that's what I'm saying. Down. That's a dude. So that's the fastest I've ever seen a lineman run in my life, dude. I mean, McCoy was trucking, dude. I mean, I was almost watching him more than I was watching Kamara at one point. You know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, knew, I knew from the, from the way Kamara was running, he was he didn't have running back a wide receiver speed. Because right, Camaro was kind of trotting behind him. He, right. reminded, he was getting up, you know what I'm saying? He reminded me of that movie Maximum Overdrive. You know the old movie Maximum Overdrive, where all <laughs> themselves and and running over people in the streets. He reminded me of the big truck in Maximum Overdrive. Just, was that a, a Cinemax late movie or what? It was a Cinemax movie, you know. <laughs> so you know that, that's why it only got two and a half stars instead of three. But you know, the the, the, the 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 big rig just running down the highway, just running over people and having uh, people just, you know, just flop left and right. That's what he reminded me of. Dude, he was coming down with some speed, dude. He looked like a man on a mission on that play. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah that was – I mean, look, it sucks, man, because there were some great moments in this game. It sucks that we took the loss, man, because that, that play with Kamara right there that we're talking about, that was one of the best Saints plays I've seen in years, man. I really, I think that's in the – Highlight, highlight film, man, highlight. Yes. And, you know, Drew – I think Drew kind of silenced his critics a little bit this week. Uh, he's starting to find Emmanuel Sanders a little more. I really like what Adam Troutman's doing. I mean, he's not destroying it number-wise yet because he's not getting a lot of snaps. But Adam well, Troutman well, looks real comfortable well, in the offense. Well, you know? well, speaking of Adam Troutman, uh, Cook, Cook's got, I think, an ankle injury. So yeah. the team may may need to rely on Adam Troutman going forward. They're, you know, uh, yeah, uh, he's, he can get a lot more snaps now that Cook's uh, a little banged up. And we I, might get Michael Thomas back this week, I heard. Oh, you know, man. That good Friday be much in practice. Yeah. So this week, you know, he, he he's supposed to practice. So we'll see, man. He might be a um, a game-time decision. But I, I think Mike going to play this week. Mike's time. Hey, so you, you broke it first last week, man, with the Devontae Adams news, man. You were, I, you were the first source I heard it from, man. And look what happened. Devontae Adams didn't play. So let's, let's hope this is good with Michael Thomas, man. Because um, we need him. Let's be real. We need well, him. We need I, I told y'all he, he wasn't going to play, and y'all said, no, it, there's no way he sits out. Yeah, he's going to sit out, man. Nobody wants to be lost for the season. No, you got to be careful, man, with the injuries. This is a different kind of year, man. Um, you know, I mean, we joke about it, but I, I think every sport has been taken so differently this year by COVID. I mean, I, I call it, it, to an extent, it's like the asterisk year, you know, where it's always going to have that symbol on it. Because, I mean, let's be real. The NBA took almost a full offseason off. You took almost three months or so off. Baseball started spring training, stopped for a couple months, came back. You know, you got short, shorter schedule there. Uh, football, no OTAs, no preseason, no fans, which is such a huge factor in football like it is basketball as well. Um, I just think – and baseball too. I mean, baseball, the fans are big as well in moments of the game. Um, so, I mean, to me, this is just a weird sports year, man. And we're seeing it with the pileup of injuries. I think, like you said, teams are going to be continue to be conservative, I think, with their players. But hopefully Michael Thomas is ready to go. I mean, that's that's a guy we definitely need back in this offense. Um, but I am encouraged from what I saw with Emmanuel Sanders, man. I think Emmanuel Sanders is starting to gel a little bit. Man, we got some people in the house. They got some uh, They got some very intriguing questions. Uh, Jerry Ketter uh, said that, uh, that the Saints signed uh, Ken Crawley. I saw that. I'll bring the old cornerback, man. He was oh. with uh, the Cardinals last, I believe. 
But hey, Crawley will add depth. I mean, Crawley was a guy that used to compete. He wasn't super talented, but he had that heart. You know, he was really a couple years ago, man. I really had big thoughts about Ken Crawley being a part of the future. I mean, but he's a solid depth piece for sure. Uh, Eddie uh, wants to know. He says, "Why does uh, everybody keep giving Breeze and Saints a hard time? That they're they always say we uh, keep saying that we need Thomas back fast, and that's why we're losing." Um, we didn't say that. We're losing because uh, <laughs> we didn't say that, but I guess right. uh, some people in his circle are saying that the Saints are losing because of the defense. The, the yeah, defense the, absolutely. The, the lines not getting any pressure on quarterbacks, and the secondary yeah. uh, is in is in disarray right now. They have no. Idea. People don't understand. Time and Even though Thomas gets his balls, he opens up things for other people because they always right. put their best cornerback on Thomas, so it right. opens up stuff for the other receivers you know what yeah I'm saying? that's why drew Brees is really dangerous absolutely so, i mean man give us all the weapons we we we, we want you know what i'm saying yeah. we can use them you know we, we know that offense is is a hundred percent with thomas in the lineup you know yeah. i mean so no, I, mean, look, not? I think so, on, we only stacked aaron Rodgers one time we only forced one freaking punt in this past game you can't win when you only let an opposition punt to you one time i'm sorry I don't care how good your offense is. And the offense was good for the most part, with the exception of turnover. That was a pretty textbook game almost offensively, um, you know, as far as the stats look. I think this is going to help the, the, the team in the long run, uh, not having Thomas in there because it's giving uh, Traquan Smith a lot of confidence. He's getting a lot of playing time. And, yeah. you know, he's not producing huge numbers, but he is producing somewhat when uh, when they throw yeah. the ball. Uh, they're giving uh, Emmanuel Sanders a chance to – kind of mesh into the team um and so when thomas comes back you know he can come back and get his eight to 12 targets and everybody yeah. else will ha will play secondary second third uh you know cornerbacks and maybe even get lined up against a linebacker and just have a lot of confidence going forward keyword confidence man i mean let's be real players play better with confidence i mean you know one guy i think i've always talked to him is always a big fan but mark ingram i mean mark ingram was first few years he had problems a little bit with fumbles and injuries and when Mark got that confidence, man, he became a heck of a back. I mean, he, you know, became a multi-Pro Bowl back, what, three or four Pro Bowls later, you know. Um, so, yeah, you got – confidence is a huge thing, man. I mean, so Traquan getting these, you know, crucial snaps right now and playing a little bit better football, like you said, hey, it's going to help everybody out. I want to give a shout-out shout to one of my good friends, Brian Wilson. He's all the way up there in Birmingham, Alabama, but he's a Saints fan. You know what I'm saying? We there got we go. Saints fans everywhere. Yeah, Birmingham, baby. That's right, Northern Brian? Alabama, man. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, hey, man, this, this is going to be a fun week, though, guys. I mean, you know, Saints have got to bounce back. We cannot take Detroit for granted. I mean, this is the NFL. Let's be real. Every team can beat you. Every team I'm is capable. You what. I'm, the, What's up, Brian? Detroit makes, up, little, Brian? Detroit makes me a little nervous because, you know, if it gets into like a shootout type of deal with uh, – with Matt Stafford, I mean, he's got Galladay coming back. He's still got Marvin Jones. They got T.J. Hawkinson, you yeah. know, with, with the Saints not being able to co uh, cover tight end. Yeah. Very scary matchup that uh, I, I'm, I'm really nervous about. Uh, hopefully that they spent a lot of time running uh, Adrian Peterson into two-yard gains and you know, don't exploit, you know, some of the, the Saints' uh, perceived weaknesses so far. Uh, yeah. Tight ends and, 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 and uh, wide receivers. Uh, that, that may help the Saints, but the Detroit is not an automatic win. It's by no, far not at all. Not at all. To, to be in that, 
And the Saints better take this team seriously. They get their ass kicked. Yeah, dude, the tight end's a great point, see. And, and you know what? We're talking about how we use Malcolm Jenkins all over the field. I understand that, and I'm fine with that. I, I'm I'm a big Malcolm Jenkins fan. Anybody that's hating on Malcolm, they're hating on him for another silly reason or something because he had one bad game in week two, but he bounced back with a stellar game. I want to see Malcolm Jenkins. I like to see him do some different things, but I think sometimes Dennis Allen gets carried away, kind of the same way Sean Payton does with certain offensive players. you got to simplify things somewhat. If you got a good tight end like TJ Hawkinson, let Malcolm go ahead and lock him down and see how that works before you start letting him line up everywhere. Because if we have those breakdowns, whether it's a linebacker missing a coverage or a slot corner or whoever, safety not picking up a guy in time, it's, it's really hurting us over the middle of the field. Because like, like C said earlier, we're seeing those plays that we gave up back in like 2015, 2016, where the middle of the field's wide open, tight ends are crossing untouched, you know, and quarterbacks are just way too comfortable. We have to sustain a better pass rush, and we've got to simplify our coverages a little bit more. Because, I mean, you've got great cover guys all on his team. You don't have to be cute and try to, you know, put makeup on it. You know, you don't have a bunch of mediocre cover guys where you got to be a, a superb coordinator and hide your weaknesses. You don't have talent weaknesses on his team. you got to make the best of what you got. And this team has got a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. You know, so I mean, I want to see a defense simplified a little bit. You know, yeah, we gotta we gotta come back and break down the game uh, a little more detail later on in the week. Um, uh, we wanted uh, uh, Jerry Keller uh, wants to wants to cover one more thing that's uh, that's definitely intriguing, not with the Saints, but with another New Orleans team, uh, the Pelicans. What do you think about them going after Doc Rivers? I love it, man. I love it. I'm a hey, look, look, soul. I mean, what you think, man? A guy that won the title with Boston. I don't know what happened with the Clippers this year. I, I blame it on the COVID season, but it wasn't the Clippers. Those guys hated each other. That that made. Hey, I love a fiery coach. Doc Rivers yeah. is the man. Yeah, and I hate a coach. I think, just I think those young guys home immediate respect. Immediate respect. You know, yeah. it wasn't the COVID. I mean, we can make excuses for uh, the Clippers. They just. They weren't good enough. That the pieces didn't fit, and they. I, I still think. I think this season definitely is different. Came out after they lost, that they, they, they talked about much infighting. Uh, just the personalities didn't click, and and Kawhi Leonard and uh and Paul George are just not not vocal leaders. They never have been. I mean, even uh you know in San Antonio, the vocal leaders were the veterans that were there, and uh, in Toronto, uh, Kyle Lowry was a vocal leader for that team. Yeah. He can kind of just do his thing and be one of the best players on the planet. But being that vocal leader, I just don't think that they ever had that guy. Uh, when uh, I mean, you got Pat Beverly, man. Yeah, very average player. It's not your superstar. No, he's an average player, but sometimes that yeah. average player could be the biggest vocal leader. And your other vocal leader, you know, instead of uh, getting ready for a playoff series, went to the strip club. Um, well, yeah, yeah. That, that was a little weird. That's what I'm saying. I, I really think this year some weird things are going to happen in sports. Because of what's happening, I, I mean, I, I, I won't be convinced about the way by tells me. But at the end the of the COVID day, thing has definitely had an effect on the outcomes of these games. At, at the end of the day, Denver just proved to be a better team. They were much more cohesive, and their their, their parts fit a lot better. I mean, um, I you get whoa, you get way too Jamal deep. Murray, <laughs> Jamal Murray was Jamal Murray was uh, you know. I thought we were talking about Doc Rivers. <laughs> Jamal Murray was the true breakout player of this playoffs. You know, he went from a you know a good player. To a, a damn near all NBA player, well, uh, look, the guy nobody wants to see, and uh, we already know what Jokic is. Well, look, here's my thing though about the Pels. What Jerry was saying though, man, Doc Rivers, 
You bring him in. Look, this Pelicans team, I'm watching. I'm looking at the Miami Heat. I don't see – and the Miami Heat could win the finals. They could beat the Lakers. I know you don't want to hear that, see, but they could win the finals. But that team, to me, on paper – look, I look at the Pelicans team, and I'm seeing all this talent with Zion, with Brandon Ingram, with Drew Holiday. If Lonzo can get it together, you know, J.J. Redick, this team has so much potential, man. Alvin Gentry just wasn't the right fit. I mean, Alvin – makes a better assistant coach than a head coach. But Doc Rivers, you got street cred from day one. This is a guy that will get the most out of his players. He demands immediate respect. He will teach this team how to play defense. You will not have the same defensive lapses with Doc Rivers that you did with Alvin Gentry. This will be a defensive-minded team. And if this team plays defense, they're in the playoffs next year doing some real damage. Yeah. Yeah, on that note. I agree. Any fellas, before we get out of here? Uh, I just want to give another shout out um, to the Detroit Super fans. They're gonna have have us come down. Uh, anybody that's going to Detroit, inbox me. Let me know so we all can get together. You know, we're going to invade Detroit. We're going to invade Detroit and try to come back with a win. So whoever's going, let me know, man. Somebody's gonna get in a hot tub, so somebody's gonna be in there. <laughs> hey, if I was that right, guy, so I don't give a fuck. I don't know. Hey, check hey, out the site. Tell me504.com, guys. Check I don't it know out. about that hot tub. If, if it was a little bigger, maybe the size of a <laughs> hey, not hey, no social distance, man. If, if, a you know, that. if you want to know where Corona's at in Detroit, look right in that hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the right year for that, so I suppose. <laughs> All That's right, peace out, y'all. All right, guys. Who that? Who that? Who that?